Welcome to Team Up, a podcast where we talk about team-based primary care in British Columbia. I'm Morgan Price, a family doctor and member of the Team-Based Care Advisory Committee for British Columbia. In this podcast, I get to share a presentation on the practical tools for virtual team-based care. This was our December webinar, and it was facilitated by Colleen Kennedy and Maureen Clark from the BC Patient Safety and Quality Council. They presented a number of tools to support team building virtually, including tools for building shared purpose, a tool to support the development of team agreements, and a tool for team building. I hope you enjoy. All right. Thank you so much. So welcome, everyone, uh, to our webinar on Rolling Up Your Sleeves, Practical Tools for Virtual Team-Based Care. I'm Maureen Clark, and my co-host today is Colleen Kennedy. I personally would like to begin by acknowledging that uh, um, I'm calling in today or Zooming in today from the unceded traditional territory of the members of the Comox First Nation. Um, Each and every day I have the gift of working closely with members of the Comox and the Métis Nation here on Vancouver Island. And so excited to be able to present this webinar for you today. So we're here to talk about team-based care. We really want to be able to provide folks with tools that to be able to enhance team-based care right away in their practices. So what I'd like to do is just turn it right on over to my colleague, Colleen, um, and she's going to walk through one of the first tools we want to introduce you today. So over to you, Colleen. Take it away. Great. Thanks a lot, Maureen. Hi, everyone, and welcome again. I'm Colleen Kennedy, calling in from the unceded territories of Chicago people in the interior of British Columbia. And as we get started, the first tool we wanted to dive into was a tool called Shared Purpose. We know that when we're trying to make a change, developing a shared purpose is one of the most important things we can do. So you might ask, well, what is shared purpose? What does this mean? And, and we know really shared purpose is when a group of individuals really come together to align their values around addressing a common goal. So, you know, if you think about a primary care team that's coming together and the work that they're doing, um, shared purpose is vital. So we know that when there isn't alignment around shared purpose, sometimes the team can find themselves starting to work at cross purposes. And and we know that this is such an important piece of the work we're doing, um, is actually spending the time to get this alignment. And the really beautiful thing with shared purpose is that when you have this alignment around values and how you want to work together, what we know is that the whole can add up to more than the sum of its parts, which is the incredible thing we're trying to achieve really with that person or the patient at the center. So interestingly with shared purpose, um, I think we we know about large-scale change in particular, um, about 70% of large-scale change efforts fail. And we know that there's things we can do to set these changes up for success. Um, And what shared purpose does or why it's important is it really allows a team to come together and purposely really look at why the change they're doing is important to them and where where there's alignment around what they think is important and where their values uh, overlap. So your organization, um, you know, often people think what a shared purpose is, is it that mission, vision, goals, or values. So shared purpose isn't those things. It's not the what and it's not the how of change. Um, What we know about shared purpose is it really starts diving into the why. So what is that why that deeply connects us in the work that we're doing? Is it really to provide the best care possible for for the people we care for and having them um, right at the center of care and with a care team wrapped around them? What is it that why? And, And that's a really important piece as we start building shared purpose is thinking about the why. When we think about shared purpose, it's really unpacking these three components. 
to look at R. So when we think about those who are going to make the change happen, so your your team on a newly formed PCN um, should all be really involved in designing and delivering what that shared purpose is. And, and this this makes it all you know, like something that we all own. So that R, that collective ownership, that co-creation, that building together. Um, when we think about shared, it's about really looking at where there is overlap. So as we're thinking about building overlap in the care we're providing, um, we're looking at where there's values or experience or beliefs that we know we have in common. And when we can focus on what a team has in common, it really builds the strength of the work of the team because you can kind of have that ground your work. And then the why is really about, you know, that purpose of the why we're doing this change. And I want to emphasize again, it's not the what or the how, but it's where there is that overlap and, and you can really leverage that overlap in values and that why of change to really create this energy and commitment to that change. And, and so, you know, going, going full circle, it's really about moving forward together and deciding where you have commonalities. And we thought it would be helpful for you to actually see a sample, a shared purpose. Um, and so what we wanted to do is share the shared purpose of the team-based care advisory group, which is a group um, that's led by the Ministry of Health in the province and is really working to support the development of team-based primary care. And so when the group of participants who work together, we, we actually wanted to see an opportunity to spend a bit of time understanding what it was that the team thought was important. So what, as we work together, aligned us in our values, aligned us in how we wanted to work together at this table. And, and we all really landed on this concept of quality, person and family-centered and collaborative care that is providing the right care at the right time, in the right place, in an actual sustainable system. We talked a lot about this. We had to spend a fair bit of time um, really looking at this and, and creating the space to reflect on what was the why that united us. So what was it that we were all trying to achieve? You know, knowing at that provincial table, there's many different people, there's many different organizations, there's many different agendas. Much like in a PCN, there may be many different professions, many different people, many different approaches to work. By finding this common area, it can really unite your team. Uh, and so the other thing we did is we spent some time looking at the values. So what are some of the values that we use in this work that can help set us up for success? So this is all great when I talk about the theory, but in practice, how do we do this? And so, you know, we created a resource for you to actually make it really easy. So we've created three tools and, and one pager. So a nice simple overview that talks about what shared purpose is that you can take and use. Um, and so like, if you want to talk to your team about, hey, let's build shared purpose, you've got something you can lean on. We've also built a facilitation guide that kind of walks you through how you would build shared purpose with your team. So you've got something you can take away and actually apply this learning um, when you go back to work. And then we've also created a slide deck for you to adapt and learn and make your own. Um, so those resources are there for you to use. And so I encourage you to download them. Um, we'll also be providing the links after the webinar today too. Um, but these resources will really help, uh, designed to help you create your shared purpose as a team. And ultimately, when you're building shared purpose, it's all about that dialogue, that how you're coming together to have the conversations, to have the conversations about the why, where your work aligns, and how you want to work together. So how do you build shared purpose? How would you do this in practice? And so 
we're living in an interesting world these days. And um, we, we may have the need to do this virtually today um, because of the challenges of trying to get everyone together in the same place isn't an option these days. So, and often even in non-pandemic times, it can be tough to get a team together. So there's many different ways that you can build shared purpose. Um, you could do it physically in person once the time allows us to do that. Um, what we've seen it done is asynchronously by putting a big poster up on the wall, um, or you can do it virtually. Um, but if you're actually going to build shared purpose with a team, what you could do is invite the team in to spend a bit of time talking about what shared purpose is. So what is team-based care, for example, and why is it important to us as a team? So, just, so if you were doing this in real life, we would actually spend some time lingering on this. We would get people to really share all of their thoughts and ideas and talk about, um, you know, where are we seeing overlap around the why for patients and clients? Where are we seeing overlap for the provider and the why around team-based care? And where are we seeing uh, overlap around the system and the why for team-based care? So you, you would use this information you gather to have a conversation and unpack and explore how you would maybe start building the why around team-based care. So we're not going to really be able to go through the full approach, but this is exactly what you would do, is pull this together, have a conversation around some of the themes you're seeing, and use that to start creating your statement. The next step you can do after you've talked about the why is spend a little bit of time considering the values. Um, so where are the values that you have in common and that overlap? And again, we're going to simulate this here. And I'm going to invite you now to think about the, what you value. So when you think about um, building team-based care, another really important step is understanding the values of the people who are working together. When you can spend some time talking about those values and unpacking um, where there is overlap, it can really help us understand what unites us rather than what divides us. And, and so what you could do if you were doing this, you could, again, put this up on a wall in a clinic if you wanted to do this asynchronously, or you could bring people together in a room, or you could bring people together virtually with a list like this, which includes some proposed values. And again, we don't have the time to really linger on this, but we wanted to show you sort of some of the steps you would use to start building shared purpose. By understanding the why and where you have values in common, it gives you some information to have some conversations as a team and start crafting a statement. You can see this exercise allows you to start seeing where there is overlap in values. And really it's about creating a space for that conversation. So as we move forward, the, the information we gather through this why activity um, and the values activity is to start crafting and thinking about what your statement might be. So what is your shared purpose? And if you're building shared purpose for a group, you would take the time to combine some of the themes you are hearing around the why and some of the themes you're hearing around the values. So start building and crafting some statements that really the group can agree to. Now, this doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take a few iterations as you work through it. Um, but what you want to do ultimately is come to consensus as a team about what your shared purpose would be. I really want to emphasize that this is a rapid fire tour through this, but we've built some resources for you to take away to really do this on your own. And of course, never hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions and you want to learn how to do this. If you go ahead and build a shared purpose with your team, the most important thing to think about after that is to make sure you consider how you're going to integrate your shared purpose into how you work. How are you going to engage everyone in your team? 
to achieve shared purpose? Will shared purpose be a living document that you bring back to your group on a regular basis to see if anything's changed? How will you invite people who are new to your team into sharing this shared purpose? How will you create the space to listen and incorporate the perspectives of everyone on the team in the work? And how will you place equal value on your members of the team as you move forward in the work? So these pieces around shared purpose are really vital for how we work together and and what the work could look like. So really, um, we're building on um, a broad scope when we look at shared purpose. And then we think about that is really the first step in in what is our um, common goal and our common objective as a team together. But then what we really wanted to do is introduce you to, okay, well, how do we go about implementing or delivering on that shared purpose? And of course, something that we know is vitally important in team-based care is a team agreement. So again, as Colleen had mentioned, we are just going to be doing a quick tour on a team agreement today. We're going to give you a little bit of an opportunity to play around with this tool, and then you'll be able to have some resources to take away when, when you leave the meeting. So Often shared purpose is the first step in creating a teamwork agreement. And then team agreements, much like any other type of agreement, are really can be developed, as Colleen had said, in a virtual environment. Either you can do this in a room together when we get to that place, or you can create a process in a Zoom, um, in a Zoom session or virtually working with your team to develop this type of an agreement. So now more than ever, ever, I would say that a team agreement is more important, most important as we really are working with insignificant change in our healthcare system. And sometimes it's really important for us to slow down before we go fast. And so I see shared purpose and a team agreement um, as part of tools to enable us to work cohesively together. It's kind of like building the house uh, before we go ahead and live in it. So it's really quite fun- foundational to um, team-based care and to really any team that you're on. So extraordinary teams achieve outstanding results while members experience a profound shift in how they see their world. And this is a quote from Bellman and Ryan, who wrote a book called An Extraordinary Group. And we know that the process of creating a team agreement actually is part of shared learning, which we also know is an enabler of high-performing team-based care. And so teams, teams that have been we've been working with as of late, and some of my teammates are actually here today have done this work with me and together we have created our own team agreement and our own shared purpose that's really driving our work forward. So um, teams do need that purpose, that shared purpose that's clear and compelling, but a teamwork agreement along with the shared purpose really moves a team forward. So what is a teamwork agreement? Pretty simple. It's basically a broad statement of what you want to achieve together. Um, It is a guideline for how you want to work together to foster your teamwork. And it also um, outlines how you will resolve conflicts and communication within your team. Really, if that's all you have along with your shared purpose and a teamwork agreement, you're doing very, very well. The evidence also tells us that um, uh, high-performing teams have um, significant, have the potential to have significant impact on patient-centered care. So, So a sample teamwork agreement how we work together, and how we resolve conflict. You'll see that uh, these examples here indicate um, uh, things that are probably pulled directly out of the values piece that you would have done in your shared purpose. So collaboration, encouragement, working to strengths, and then how we resolve conflict. How do we listen? How do we practice direct communication with one another? What will we do if we have a conflict and what is our approach to that? These are all the things that would be included in your teamwork agreement. It's also important that we keep in mind that shared purpose and teamwork agreement is um, an evolutionary 
um, tool for you and your team so that it it needs to be revisited as Colleen had suggested and um, re-looked at maybe when new team members come or every few months you just go back and ground yourself in these tools as a team. We will also be providing you a full template of a teamwork agreement that you can then take away and use as a guideline along with the shared purpose tools at the end of this webinar. And I'm just going to pass this over to Colleen and she's going to introduce the next tool to you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Maureen. Everyone, I have to say, we know we're giving you a whirlwind trip through these tools. Um, as I mentioned, all these resources are available on our website, even with instructions to help walk you through them. Um, we're just trying to give you a little bit, uh, is it a moose-bouche? Is it <laughs> a tiny little taste of each of these ones to give you a sense of some of the tools we can use? We wanted to talk briefly now about huddles. And I think in so many ways, good communication is really that cement that holds teams together. It's that piece that really helps teams gel. And, and often when we're working um, in, in teams um, and maybe teams that aren't even co-located, um, it can be really difficult to find that space to connect and talk. And, but we know that protecting the time and space to have open communication is so vital. And one of the areas we know this in particular is, is really around um, the use of huddles, um, that they are so powerful. So we think about, you know, enabling team-based care through communication is such an important piece. Without that communication, without that opportunity to have that opportunity to connect and talk and explore issues, um, it can really uh, limit a team's ability to form and gel. And we know that using a simple tool called a huddle can really enhance team communication, patient safety, and ultimately actually patient outcomes as well. And so when we think about it, we wanted to spend a little bit of more, more time talking and unpacking the use of huddles and how we can take them um, and use them in our work. So what exactly are huddles? I think the biggest thing I want to emphasize is that huddles are meant to be quick. Um, they're really intended to speed up the work of the teams. They're meant to be rapid fire. So frequent, really short, keep the momentum moving. Um, we have weekly huddles at the council and um, we, we have them virtually. So we have a team distributed around the province. So you can do them when you're not in the same place and, and everyone comes on. They're very short. They're usually only 15 to 17 minutes. It's always great when we finish them in 12, but really what they are is a chance for us to connect what's happening across the council, what we're working on, things that other members of the team might need to know about. But we know when we do huddles, these really rapid connection points, they really do allow fuller participation of an entire team. And when I was working within the health system many years ago with an interior health, we actually were doing huddles in the OR. And um, having huddles at the start of the day of everyone on the team uh, was so powerful. So the surgeons were there, the anesthesiologists there, the nurses were there, the MDR, so medical device reprocessing team was there, the porters were there. A very quick connection at the start of the day. What were things that were going on? Were there issues with instruments that we might we, we might need to think about? So we know that the same applies not just to acute care, but in primary care. That by leveraging a huddle to stay informed and stay connected, to review work plans, maybe to review cases that are coming in that day, to connect with the team of how you can align your efforts, they're really powerful. So, you know, when we think about huddles, and again, we've created a worksheet, it's also available on our site, but what huddles are um, is is really some a real chance to come together and have these quick connection points. And so we know by having sort of consistent time, you kind of know when they're always going to be. Ours are the first Monday um, or, or Monday afternoon, every Monday at 2.30. Um, we really try and make it easy for people to participate. That's leveraging behavioral economic principles. So because our team's all over the province, we meet via Zoom. 
we have clear objectives and guidelines for our huddles. We actually even do like tests of change on our huddles to see how we can make them work the best. And we limit the duration. So 15 minutes. And we often encourage you, if you are in person, when that day comes to do it standing, because we know when we're standing, we're less likely to get comfortable and linger. Um, so these are some of the tools and tips you can think about when you're doing huddles. We also know that, you know, as much as possible, building a bit of a plan for your huddles can set you up for success. So this worksheet is really meant to guide you through that process, to give you a chance to think a little bit more about your huddles and some of the work you're doing, um, to think about what are the reasons you're holding your huddle, what are the topics you're going to discuss, is there any prep you need to do, um, and maybe even starting to unpack some solutions of the issues you've discussed. As I mentioned, this is definitely the whirlwind two or three of these tools. Our goal today was really to expose you to them so you knew they existed, you know, so that you knew that there was these um, some supports available for you to tap into. I'm just going to hand it on over now to Maureen to wrap it up for the rest of our session today. Thanks, Colleen. So visit our website and you will be able to find the team, team agreement. You'll be able to find um, templates for a shared purpose and you'll be able to find templates for the huddle. So today we talked about shared purpose, which is why, how, and what. We talked about a team agreement, which is more about the practicalities of working together and then huddles are really designed to help with enhancing communication um, and gathering the team together. I'll just share with you that we do have more webinars coming up too, which is quite exciting. Already in the um, plans for the brand new year would be um, practicing cultural safety and humility in primary care webinar coming up on January 21st. So stay tuned for that. In February, we're going to be presenting on high functioning teams and we're going to continue on supporting team-based care with some patient-centered team-based care conversations on March 18th for that webinar. And we just want to thank you all for coming and working with us, spending time together, engaging in dialogue. This is really an emergent design process. We really want to meet the needs of what's happening out there in the primary care community around team-based care and happy to work with you to create a relevant, applicable learning opportunities. Thanks for listening all the way till the end. You'll find links to the tools discussed in this presentation on teambasecarebc.ca. That's all one word. And you can find the video of this webinar as well, along with other webinars from the series. Until next time. <laughs>